Hey everybody, it's Matt Johnson. We are back with another edition of the Elite Real Estate Systems Hangout and we are talking about a, quite a few things. We're going to talk about zero cost and low cost strategies for lead generation for individual agents and very small teams. Uh, so we're joined today by Jeff Cohn. As always, Jeff, how's it going today? Matt, things are great. I'm freaking pumped for today. It is an exciting topic and you know, I know there's a lot of people out there that want to take their business to the next level. If you want to stick around for the next 25 minutes, we're going to bring a lot to you today. Yeah, that's right. So you've uh, you've got a lot going on. You're moving into your new office. So you've got uh, just things are in flux. Let's put it that way. <laughs> we're juggling a lot of things. We just ended the year with 520 sales. We did 93 million in volume, 2.6 million in gross commission income. I netted 33% of that. So do the math, it's about $820,000. And I'm spending about three hours a week with Omaha's Elite. A big focus of mine has been with these podcasts, giving a lot of value back, opening up expansion teams, and then building out my team building workshops. Right. Yep. So uh, so we're going to cover basically the, the focus of today is more for the, like I said, solo agents, very small teams, solo agents that have assistants or transaction coordinators. And so uh, getting you to the point where then if you want to, you can later build out your team, ramp up your lead generation, start bringing on buyers agents. But this is uh, in the earlier phases of your, your career or your process to building your own team. We're going to talk about how to get there and how to ramp up your lead generation to the point where you can start bringing on other people to help out uh, with your leads. So uh, right. one of of the things that you get asked a lot about, we covered this in, in the on our last hangout just for like larger teams in the context of outsourcing a lot of this stuff, but let's talk about Craigslist from the perspective of a solo agent maybe that has an assistant or somebody that can help them out and they're looking for a very low cost way to generate yeah. leads. Where does Craigslist fit in for them? Sure. First off, let's address the myth that you can't be successful on Craigslist. Um, it's one of those things where if there's one bad apple, then no one wants to eat any of the apples that fall off the tree. Well, there's reasons there's bad apples, Matt. And what, what we see a lot of times is when people advertise on Craigslist, somebody will run a scam where they'll grab a Craigslist uh, posting and then they'll act as though they own that property and they'll let people know that if they bring a $1,000 check or money order to them, that they get a guaranteed spot in that house for a three-month period. And there's a lot of scams like that that are ran. And so people I've heard of uh, agents not wanting to post to Craigslist because of scams that get ran like that. Well, those same types of scams get ran with postings that are going on the MLS as well. Anyone can grab any active listing that's on any website and yeah. act as though they're the owner and try to con somebody. So that, yeah. we, we can't the pin that all on Craigslist. Yeah. Exactly. So um, also people talk about conversion ratios. Are the leads as good? No, they're not. We found analytically, we sold 60 houses last year off Craigslist. We found analytically that homes off Craigslist sell for 15% less than our average sales price. So not too little of a jump. Um, it definitely is worth working those leads. It's just a very, you know, a little bit lower of a price point, but not much lower of a price point. So in Omaha, our average is about 180,000. Our Craigslist deals are coming in at about 165 to 170,000. And from a conversion standpoint, though, we're seeing Craigslist leads perform the same as leads that come off of Google AdWords or um, Bing, Yahoo, or any other site where leads are generated off of the internet at about a two and a half to three percent conversion ratio. Yeah, so the assuming cost, they're followed up with properly over the course of six to seven months. And that's the rub, Matt. So the cost for Craigslist is super low. Obviously, if you have an assistant or you yourself want to go on every day and post a couple houses, that's going to be free other than your time. Um, if you are going to post more than maybe five or 10 houses a day and you want to outsource that, um, I have a great relationship with a person in the Dominican Republic. He'll post up to 50 houses a day for $175 a month. So just imagine you sell one house every two years 
you're breaking even with the average commission amount. I think it's even one every three years you'd be breaking even. But um, another thing to mention with Craigslist is you do need to have a website you're going to be redirecting those leads to yep. so that the, that lead lands on your website and that at some point that lead is going to be required to give you their contact information. The only other option would be within your post, you could mention on Craigslist, if you'd like to see this home, contact me and put in your cell phone number. But I think you're going to have more success by requiring a password, um, a login to get a password to be able to have access to that listing. Yeah. And you guys are sending them to your Boomtown site. Uh, obviously the team, there's, there's leverage there. So you're able to afford a platform like that. It's not a big deal. And you're getting a, you know, a lender partners right. that are paying a lot of the, the pay-per-click costs. However, uh, we were talking about this before we went on the air. So if you're a solo agent, what's the solution for you as far as getting a good, reasonably priced website where you can send people to from Craigslist? Yeah, I think Real Geeks is going to be your best bet. Um, Jeff Manson's the owner of Real Geeks. It's a great company. They have hundreds and hundreds of platforms out there. Um, Matt, you and I chatted about it. I think it's like $150 a month, something, something like that. Something like they that. build out a website for you on the front end. And then on the back end, uh, there's a huge CRM integrated into that system. So when leads do come out to that site, at some point, depending on their interaction with your listing, it will require them to put in uh, their name, email, and phone number to be able to access that listing. Now, some people might, that knew, do, do know a little bit about Craigslist that are a little bit more savvy may know that for a while there, Craigslist was no longer allowing hyperlinks in the posts. That still is the case. So when I talk about redirecting these leads to a different website, I'm not using a live link that I'm placing in the Craigslist post. What I'm doing is I'm just essentially putting in verbiage to tell that lead where they need to go. They can, that they can essentially copy the verbiage and paste it into their web browser to have access to more information, pictures, video, um, a sub, you know, more details about that particular listing if they go outside of Craigslist and post that somewhere else. And we haven't been having any problems using that method. A lot of people left Craigslist postings about a year ago um, and stopped doing it altogether because of the new rules that Craigslist rolled out with not having hyperlink. Obviously, there's workarounds to everything, and we never stop posting. We post to over 100 houses every day to Craigslist, and we're dominating. We're, we're getting a lot of success off of it. So if you're, if you're a solo agent, you only have, let's say you have a couple of listings. What, what listings are you posting other than your own? Yeah, so every state's different. Um, I have heard from some clients that in Utah, uh, you're allowed to post anyone's listings onto Craigslist, and they actually don't use Craigslist there. It's a different system in, in Utah. And a lot of other cities do have something like a Craigslist, but it might not necessarily be a Craigslist. But you'd need to figure out within your state what the rules are. Most states that we've been to, um, the rule is that if you get permission from the broker who essentially owns that listing, if the broker says, yes, you may post all of our brokerages listings to Craigslist, then boom, you have permission to post as many houses as that broker has. Without the um, individual agent's permission. Yeah, because it's not the individual agent's listing, it's the right. broker's listing. Now, in our brokerage in Omaha with Berkshire Hathaway, the broker owner gave me permission as long as the agent sent an email verification stating that we could post their listings. And so then we spent a couple different call nights with my entire team reaching out to agents and asking if they'd be okay with us advertising their house for them. Not very many people are going to say no. That'd be like if someone's trying to sell their used Chevy pickup and someone asks that person, hey, are you okay if I help advertise your used Chevy pickup? The only caveat with real estate is if the buyer buys it with me, I'm obviously going to earn a portion of that commission. But the, sell the listing agent should just be happy that someone's bringing the buyer all together. So if they're doing what's best for their client, they should let you do it. The only people that we found that would say no are agents that are already posting it to Craigslist. Okay, interesting. Gotcha. Um, all right. So before we move on to some of the other like zero cost ways that people can generate leads, is there any last words for somebody that wants to get started with posting to Craigslist? 
You know, I think it's really just a matter of um, understanding the lead conversion because Craigslist is an internet lead. If you've never worked an internet lead before, I think you might be caught off guard with how poor a majority of the leads are when they come in. A lot of the people might not even live in your town. Um, some of the people might have horrible credit. They not didn't get approved. You'll need to talk to around 30 people over the course of six months to sell one house. And I'll say that again. You'll need to talk to about 30 people for the course of six months before you're going to sell one house. And when I say the course of six months, the expectation would be that you create a relationship with these 30 people as much as you can. Um, that relationship can be by sending emails, sending text messages, sending Facebook messages to them, and most importantly, calling them. Um, a great book out there that Michael Mayer wrote was Seven Levels of Communication, which will tell you the best way to communicate. But stay in front of them. Um, we find the life the, the, the life of that lead before it goes under contract, and we've talked about this on previous podcasts, is about six to seven months. So we found we sold um, 270 houses this this in past year in 2015 off of internet leads. And we found that a majority of those went under contract within six months of registering on our site. So Craigslist is no different. It's an internet lead. Stay with it. I promise you'll see the fruits of all of your efforts, but it's going to take about six months to be able to see that result. Yeah. Well, which actually leads into a, a good segue into the next topic, which is the, uh, the zero cost ways, because you've got much potentially faster means of getting clients, which are things like expired or FISBO calls. So let's talk about that next. Absolutely. So, you know, I know a lot of us have heard of um, different systems out there and tools and technology to help us with our outbound prospecting. Um, I'll run through the top three that my team uses right now. I'm sure there's tons more out there that you could take advantage of. But the ones that I have heard of from a lot of top agents across the country, in order of what I like the most to the least, would be number one is Mojo Dialer. The Mojo Dialing solution is a three-line dialer. You can choose to do one line at a time. Um, it gives you the ability to call complete random neighborhoods um, and do just listed, just sold, or market update calls uh, where you just call random people and ask them if they're wanting to sell their house or have your assistant or internal sales agent or virtual assistant call and ask people at random if they're wanting to sell their house. Um, they also provide expired and for sale by owner data, Matt, um, but I, we have not found that that data is as good as some of the other companies that are specifically catering to expired and for sale by owner data. So I'll go to the second company, which is Vulcan 7. Um, Vulcan 7 for a while, and I'm not sure how they're still doing this, they have exclusivity to only a certain amount of dialers per market. Um, we use Vulcan in Omaha and have had a lot of success with it. Vulcan is uh, specifically caters towards uh, expired and for sale by owner data and are able to get not only the listings, addresses, um, contact information, so whoever is on record of owning that property, but they also go to the next of kin. So you might get the owner's information and their grandma's information and their uncle's information and their kid's information when you're trying to get a hold of that owner and that house just expired and every other agent in the world's calling that same person. Now, if no one's getting a hold of them because the number's been disconnected or it's on the do not call list, you can now start calling other people that are going to be able to get you that owner's cell phone number. Now, nice. going to costs, Mojo Dialer is about $145 a month just for the dialer. It's an extra like $25 a month if you're wanting the neighborhood information to be able to do the just listed, just sold calls. Um, you can also buy it in bulk for like a super cheap. It's like I'm 150 sure, bucks for like six months worth of neighborhood. I'm sure if you, yeah, the, lot, the further the out that you go, yeah, yeah. The map the, the neighborhood search. That's yeah. how we do it. We do a 12 month on that. You're right. And then um, Vulcan 7, I want to say runs $100 a month, maybe a little bit more than that. Um, all these things, if you buy them for a year, you usually get a discount. And then the third one out there is Red X. Um, I used Red X in the beginning of my career for expired and FISBO calls. 
Red X is great. It, last I used it, it did not have an integrated dialer, and I didn't say that about Vulcan 7. Vulcan 7 does have an integrated dialer. It's a single-line dialer versus the three-line dialer that Mojo uses. But um, Red X, I don't believe, has a dialer. It might now. I haven't used it for about a year. But Red X also provides expired and FISBO data. I would say that the data isn't isn't the best out of I'd say out of the three platforms, it's probably the weakest data. But you still can have success with it. It's the cheapest option. Um, I want to say it runs around fifty dollars a month, something like that. So to and and yeah, and it's back when I was in. That's what I used to, and I didn't. There wasn't so much a problem with it. So I don't know how much the data has changed in I over the years. But the biggest um, challenge is that more people are getting away from landlines. Yeah. And so to be able to capture those cell phone numbers, I think it's a little bit more challenging for these companies to get out there and find cell phones. And also, a lot of these cell phone numbers are now on the do not call list. So um, I think that's a big challenge for Red X right now. Yeah. So just to uh, to quickly sum up, so you the primary dialer that you guys use because we've talked about this before is Mojo. Uh, so the triple line dialer gives them the ability to make you know 100, 125, 150 calls an hour. So if they're doing just listed, just sold calls, it's amazing. Um, but for the data um, for Fizbo's and expired, you go to Vulcan Seven. That's exactly right. So uh, the other integration that we apply to Mojo Dialer is if we're going to be calling through big lists that we've purchased. So um, mm -hmm. It might be a list that we bought of a certain neighborhood that we know um, we can be very successful in, or like there's agents on our team that will host um, some type of an event and they'll be able to get a list of all the people that were at that event. So anytime you know you're just going to go through a big list of people, Mojo is the best place to be able to upload um, all those those people inf information and then call through the list. Another um, another thing that we're doing right now with Boomtown. Boomtown just created integration where when I'm going into any category within Boomtown and I'm making calls, I no longer have to take that data and export it into Mojo and make the calls. I can actually do it right from inside of Boomtown and I click on the leads that I want to talk to and I hit start dialing and Mojo is now integrated into Boomtown. So yeah. it's been very convenient where my agents before were making 25 calls an hour. They're now making 100 like you just pointed out. So we're seeing four times the amount of outbound calls. In 2015, not utilizing Mojo Dialer as far as integration with Boomtown, my team made 100,000 outbound prospecting calls. And we have some pretty cool stats to talk about real quick, Matt, that I haven't mentioned in any previous podcast. We found the average conversion to um, um, from call to contact was 20%. So it took us five calls to talk to one person. And then out of those 100,000 calls, uh, where we were able to connect with 20,000 people, we were able to set up an, a face-to-face -face appointment with 7% of those individuals. So I think it's important to remember, yeah, we might get a hold of a lot of people, one out of five, but we were only being able to meet with not even one out of 10 of the people we did talk to. And our team tries to meet with more than just people that are ready to buy or sell today. I teach and profess that we should meet with everyone because we shouldn't look at the leads like people that are going to be buying or selling, but people that are going to eventually be referring business to us once they know, like, and trust us. So to go and buy someone a $3 coffee or a $7 coffee, depending on where you go, and have a conversation and build a relationship and show them the value that you can provide. I think that's invaluable and that a lot of people need to be putting more effort towards ventures like that when they're thinking about creating a network. Yeah, and, and it goes to your overall mindset, and this is why you get so much of the feedback, and you see a, a lot of uh, you know people in Facebook groups discussing whether certain leads from this source or this source are bad or good or whatever the case is. Um, and that the more you find out, the more you realize that the lead, it's not the quality of the lead source necessarily, although you know there can be some slight differences from right. platform to platform. It usually has to do with the agent's mindset of expecting to get more people that are ready to make a move you know, within the next three or six months, and it's just not realistic to expect that. Yep.
Nope, I totally agree. Yeah. So, uh, well, let's get into. Um, I'm going to talk about the LP Mama actually, and go into a little uh, sure. talk about the sphere and how to really work the people that you already know, which is absolutely zero cost. Uh, and that is probably the one thing that uh, if you're just getting started or if you're breaking back into the business, you really should start. This is the foundation part. So, what's your approach to uh, to calling and and making contact and building relationship with your sphere so that you actually get referred business? Sure. So um, real quick, before going into Sphere, just you mentioned a, a minute ago about LP Mama. Some of you have heard of it. Some of you haven't. With any prospecting call, and this applies to when you're prospecting to your Sphere as well, uh, we need to remember to be saying the right things and asking the right questions. Um, you know, I, I know a lot of times for agents, there's this feeling of defeat or uh, a discouragement when people don't choose to work with you when you make a phone call. Well, a majority of people we're calling aren't ready to buy or sell a house. So it's not about us failing in our sales call because really our sales call is just selling ourselves. We are only needed if that person you're talking to is ready to buy or sell a house. That's why it's so much more important to put our focus towards selling ourselves so when that person comes in contact with others that are going to be buying or selling a house, they can then talk about us. And so there should be no defeat. I tell agents to be feel defeated if you didn't make your calling goal or your contact goal each day. That's where the defeat should come. The no's are great. It's just one no closer to a yes. And you can actually track how many no's you need to get a yes. And I already shared the numbers with you guys, you know, out of one out of five people you talk to, out of all those people, you're only going to talk to, you know, not even one tenth will meet you in person. So my team knows on average last year, it took about 125 call attempts to have one sale. So at that point, when you don't need to make 125 calls to have a sale, who cares if you get a nose? Because you know, based on your statistics the year previous, you need to make 125 calls to sell a house. It's really easy when you start goal setting to know what you need to do to obtain those goals, where oftentimes... I feel like agents have a goal to make $100,000 a year, whatever it might be, and they have no direction, no accountability, no motivation to do the things they need to do. They have no idea what to do, and that's the whole reason that our audience is listening to us today. So LP Mama is essentially um, uh, seven different activities, or sorry, six different activities or questions we need to be asking when we are on a prospecting call to determine if it is a good time for this lead to be buying or selling a house and to learn a little bit more about the lead. And I'll just go through them quick. It's location, price, motivation, agent, mortgage, and asking for an appointment. So it's pretty simple. You can find it if you just do a quick Google search, or I think we might include the link on this as email as well. Um, but you can find LP Mama. It's out there. People talk about it a lot. Just something important to remember. Just kind of go through. LP Mama is easy to remember. Just be sure to go through that on every call. Because if you miss any of those six points, you'll put yourself in a, um, a poor position, I guess I should say, to qualify that lead. Yeah, and just for anybody that might be watching the uh, the replay on YouTube, so we're going to put it a couple different places. Number one, if you get the replay by email, we'll put the download link in the email, but then if you're looking at this on YouTube later on, you know, maybe a year or two later, uh, just look down below in the uh, description. There should be a link uh, where you can just click it and directly download it um, right right from there, and it'll give you the whole, the whole uh, document with everything there, so. Cool. So yep. then we are going into Sphere. So I actually wanted to start this this conversation about Sphere. Matt wanted to end on Sphere, so we're ending on Sphere today. <laughs> the reason Matt didn't want to start with it is because everyone always talks about Sphere, and I think it's one of those things that we just kind of get tired of. I think about like the working out um, conversation. People say, well, you just need to eat less calories or quit going out to eat, quit drinking soda, quit smoking cigarettes, whatever the thing is, and we're just like we're numb to it because we hear it so often. Well, there's a reason we hear it so often. If you talk to any Rainmaker agent, and I'm friends with lots of them, 
make agents that are making over a million dollars a year. They have huge spheres of influence with people that they have relationships with. And these people are important to the Rainmaker agent because they get leads from these individuals. And so the least expensive way to generate leads is getting a referral from a friend or a family member or a previous colleague and building relationships with these individuals. And they need to be real relationships. We need to know these people um, and have an ongoing dialogue with these people outside of just asking them to feed our business. But at the same rate, they do know us, they like us, they trust us. And they know that if they have any friends or family that are considering buying or selling a house, that they will be taken care of when they send those leads in our direction. So as an individual agent wanting to continue to work in the business, I think the best place for you to focus would be your sphere. Now, how do we communicate with our sphere so that they do want to refer business to us so that they do like us and they know us and they trust us? Number one is we have to communicate. And so people ask how often I would recommend you call everyone from your sphere once every three months, an actual phone call. If they don't answer, leave them a message. I think that we should call anyone that's ever given us a referral should get a call once a month. So I would keep a list of people that are in your sphere, call them like your champions or your advocates. Those people get called from you every month. Other people that have never referred business to you and they've never worked with you, you could call them every three months or even if they had worked with you but they've never referred, call them every three months. Now, what do you talk about? Hey, just touched in base, hadn't talked to you in forever. How are things going? Now, if that's too awkward because you're a millennial and you don't know how to talk to people over the phone, then I would recommend that you just use text messaging or Facebook messaging. But I think you'll blow these people away if you actually make a random phone call. Also, always having something of value to offer people. So you think about something of value. I know in most counties, you can contest your assessed value. So for, for those homeowners out there, you could call them a week or a month before um, you can, the, the, the date in which the county requires you to contest the taxes or their tax amount and talk to them about what their home value is and if they want help with that process. Um, you can also set them up on an automatic email alerting them anytime a house gets listed in their neighborhood. I think that's the number one thing of value. I personally want that. So if you personally wanted that too, I'd like to know every time someone lists a house in my neighborhood, I think most people would like to know that. Most people have homes that are their largest investment, if you will. And so I think that's a really easy way to ask for an email address from someone when you're going through and trying to capture emails and just let them know they'll get set up on an automatic. It doesn't, a lot of systems that are out there that set that up, especially if you're doing it like through your own uh, Paragon or Rapatoni, whatever your MLS uses, you can choose how often that email goes out. So instead of it going out every time a house hits the market, sometimes you can control, maybe it goes out once a week or once a month or something like that. But always having something that you can give back to them. And then another thing I like to do is every time a referral comes to me from my advocates, or if they're not on that advocate list yet, any person that would send a referral to me, they always get something from me. Now I know legally across the country, we can't be giving like money to incentivize people to send referrals. A lot of times though, I will do like a $5 gift card to Starbucks, something to show a, you know, a gesture that I'm grateful that there's gratitude there. That is not if the deal closes. Every human being that sends a referral to me is going to get something. Now, if you don't wanna do the gift card, Maybe you, you let them know that you'd like to pick up a pie for them at Village Inn and drop it off at their house or take them to lunch or whatever it might be, but show that it's not, don't just say thank you. I, I, I know that that's probably all they expect, but do more than what they expect and wow them a little bit. I mean, they might have just put $3,000, $7,000 in your pocket and yeah. most people, most agents I know of will send a text message, thanks for the referral. Yep. I mean, really, they just gave you $5,000. Imagine if your parents at Christmas gave you $5,000. Would you just be like, thanks for the $5,000? You'd be like yeah. blown away. So yeah. we're treating these referrals like they're nothing when they are everything and they're the most probably the most important part of our business. So another thing Matt and I had kind of discussed in the past is having 
a, um, a sit down dinner once a month with a different person that's on your advocates list. I know that's, this is a huge investment, but if you go back to like the seven levels of communication, if someone's sending you five or six deals a year, that could be $40,000, $50,000 to your bottom line. Why don't you and your significant other or you and a couple other buddies of yours take this person out, have a good night out on the town or out to dinner or whatever that person likes to do, spend a couple hundred dollars on them and let them know how grateful you are for all the business that they're sending your way. I can guarantee that after doing that, you're going to see even more business come out of it yeah. and it's the right thing to do. So. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Exactly. Good morals means good economics, right? I agree. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so there was uh, one thing I wanted to make sure we got across in there was uh, when you when you are thanking people for referrals, and, and this is something that you teach to every agent on your team, and you supply them with the materials to do it, which is handwritten notes. Um, so talk a little bit about like how your team does and how those notes look and, and kind of separate themselves from all, anything else they might get in sure. the mail. Yeah, and so we call these power notes. Um, these notes are going to be a little bit different than the typical because, well, here, I'll show you an example of mine. They're right here. Every time someone does anything like, sends me, even when someone like sends me a Christmas present or they give our office a free breakfast or whatever it might be, I do my best to send them something on this letterhead. It does not need to be fancy. This is a little bit fancier. These are like little gold keys, which look like our logo. It's just a, a card and I stick it in this envelope. Um, I have a little stamp that I'll put on the back. You can buy these on Amazon for like $20. So it has my return address. I just stamp it on there and I'll just send a quick little note thanking them. I'll sign my name and I'll just say, hey, thanks so much for bringing breakfast into my team. It really means a lot. So with your sphere, you know, if you knew birthdays, I think that'd be really impressive. A lot of people don't have birthdays. Uh, they have birthdays. They just don't know what other people's birthdays are. And I, you know, I, sometimes I feel like the birthdays might be a little gimmicky, but if you see on Facebook, someone just had a baby um, and it's not someone close enough that you're going to send a gift, but you might just send a little card. Nowadays, people hide behind sending a Facebook message. And they'll say, congratulations. Like it's on my birthday. I had like 150 people say, happy birthday. It's like, thanks. I mean, sometimes we do something to check a box and it's not meaningful. Today, if you get a card from someone, this is very meaningful. I love getting cards. I actually keep, I have a bunch of cards here. I keep them up. It means something to me. I think it means a lot to others. So if I were to connect with one of my advocates or I connect with someone from my sphere on a phone call, maybe they told me that their daughter just won some award riding horses or whatever it is, playing volleyball. Maybe I send a little note out to them. Hey, congratulations on your daughter's accomplishments. That's so impressive. You know, I'm really happy for you and your family. Um, I've included a few business cards in this because I, obviously on the phone call, you'll have mentioned to them, you're always looking for referrals and you might even tell them in the phone call, hey, I'll send you some business cards. So then you have a reason to be sending that note. In addition to having the heartfelt comment, you're also going to include those business cards. And say, hey, just a reminder, here's some business cards. If you come in contact with someone, Please send me their contact information, but if you can't do that, at least hand them one of my cards. Yeah. But I think honestly, it, just keep it simple. I'm sorry to talk yeah. over you, Matt. I think yeah. it just keep it simple. People think it needs to like be a book. It only needs to be like three sentences, it's just showing them that you care about them. Yeah, exactly. It's more the act of doing it than uh, than it is coming up with something. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, there was another. Um, I don't remember who said this. I think it was somebody that was a guest, like on. On, the, on my podcast or something, they're talking about house anniversaries. So if it's a past client that you help move into their house, uh, you send them a card on the anniversary of when they moved into yep. their house, which is something that uh, a little bit different twist on the birthday yep. thing. We, so um, TPMCO, the personal marketing company, I believe has that integrated into their system. So for $13 one time, when a person closes on their house, you can actually set them up to receive postcards every three months for five years. You've spent 13 bucks once. So essentially they'll get 20 postcards 
over five years for $13. You never even need to think about it. But I believe they do get an anniversary card every year from the year that they had bought their house. Nice. Very cool. So, pretty yeah, cool. But that's yeah, that's, good a, one. that's yeah, a good that's idea, cool. though. Yep. And then last piece there, Brian Buffini, um, pot buys. Brian Buffini's idea was, hey, next time you're at like Bed Bath & Beyond and there's some crazy sale on candles and you can get three for $10 or something, go buy a big box of them, spend $100, get crazy, and keep them in the back of your car. And then when you're just randomly out and about and you realize you're right by one of the, uh, you know, a home you've sold in the past or someone from your sphere, pop by. If they're not there, have some cards in your car. Leave a little note. Hey, I was thinking about you. Wanted to drop off, you know, a little gift for you and just say hello. That who does that? I'll, I don't know that anyone's ever popped by other than maybe bringing cookies at Christmas. No one pops by and hand gives you candles or whatever it might be. So it's just thinking of things out of the box to to show people you care about them. Obviously, that genuine caring needs to be part of it. This cannot just be to build your business. This needs to be about being a good person and paying it forward and giving back. But when you do that, like you pointed out, Matt, it is good econ economics because anymore, not very many people, I don't feel like do that or at least show that they're doing that and it will help you build your business. Yeah, very true. Um, anything you want to say about uh, communicating with your database regularly other than the uh, phone calls? So you know, sure. like emails, videos, that sort of thing? Yeah, so we talked about phone calls, talked about sending out the power notes, um, text messaging, Facebook messaging. Um, I think that an automatic email is not bad if you have a good system for doing it. Um, I've heard of people using like the bomb bomb system where you create videos and send them out. Um, I've had a lot of success with viral marketing. Um, I think it's getviral.com if you want to go out and check out their website. It's a little bit more expensive maybe for an individual agent. It's somewhere around $500 a month. But the thing I've really liked about it is they really force you to get a lot of really good content to send out to your database. We have a huge database, about 50,000 people. And every two weeks I create uh, custom content via video um, it's about like a 60 second video about whatever the topic I want. And then we'll email that out to the 50,000, but viral will write a really professional article all about this video. And then there will be call to actions to get people to click on things. And then we will use our internal sales agents. We'll call back the people that have clicked on the call to action and ask them if there's anything our team can do for them. So we have a big process behind that. But in the beginning, I don't think it needs to be viral marketing and $500 a month. I mean, really it could just be a matter of those lists you have in your spreadsheet, hopefully you have all of your sphere people either in a CRM top producer or an Excel spreadsheet. Well, that's a great point to bring up while we were talking about, you know, like marking out when to call people, you know, every three right. months or every month or whatever. You kept track of all that for how long in an Excel spreadsheet? Before three years, something probably yeah. three, five years, maybe. Drop that simple. Yeah, I use Excel. And then when I did mass emails, I honestly, would, I think the limit, there was a limit for a while with Gmail back in like 2007, 2008. I remember going into Sphere, grabbing all the email addresses, copying them, and pasting them into like Gmail. Like I didn't, there was, I didn't know a vertical. So here's two softwares that are out there. I guess we could mention these. Uh, vertical Response is one of them, and Constant Contact is another. And I want to say those are like fifty dollars a month, thirty dollars a month. Maybe it's just per no, email blast. Yeah, they're you know? super cheap if you get like less than two thousand contacts. Constant Contacts like under twenty bucks a month. Yeah. Seriously? Okay, so yeah, twenty bucks a month. Uh, but you're going to write the content, you're going to create the email, you're going to put all the people into the email, and you're going to hit send. So if you have 400 people in your list, every month you can be using that. Now, I will speak a lot of brokerages, uh, big brokerages like Keller Williams, Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and other, other Remax. Um, a lot of these big brokerages might already have software like that integrated into um, their system. 
that will allow you to plug all of your people in. So I would check with your office managers and find out if there's already some software like this that you might not know about. Sometimes they don't do a very good job at communicating what is available to the agents. So I know at Berkshire, there is software like this and they've already created all these different flyers like the anniversary house flyer and you know the spring flyer about getting everything ready it's springtime whatever the topic might be and then it's just a matter of you going in uploading your list and going in and hitting send every month have it on your calendar to remind you to go in but people want to be communicated to and i know people talk bad about email email is not one of the best ways but if you're going to call once every three months and then maybe you're posting stuff on your social media every couple of weeks and then you're sending out an email once a month now people are going to think of you when they think of what agent to use they're seeing you all over the place you're the agent that they're going to use because you've built a relationship with them. They see you all over. You appear professional. You're doing, you know, you're doing what a professional agent would do, and they're going to assume you're going to be able to provide really good service to them. Yeah, it's true, and it's it's uh, it's all part of a process. It's like no no one thing is the magic bullet that all of a sudden brings an avalanche of sales. And I think right. sometimes that's what people are looking for, and uh, it's it's a combination of all those th those things put together over time. That where that trust builds up, and then it, people will start to think of you, and they start to see you everywhere. So right. that's what you want. You want that that everywhere effect. Yep, absolutely. Cool. But I think that's important, guys, just to kind of wrap it up. Um, making sure we put a focus into these three different buckets. We didn't really separate them, but there are three apparent pillars to generating business in real estate, and that is focusing number one on our sphere of influence, number two on our prospecting efforts, which would be open houses, just listed, just sold, and expired in FISBO calls, and then number three, internet leads. And we've talked about leads from all three of these different buckets. Sphere, I believe, is the best, but if you put all of, you can't put all of your time into that. Um, you need to be diversified into other areas to be able to build your team. You know, I think Gary Keller said it best when I took ESO in Austin in September. Gary said any team that's going to be able to expand even within their office, within their state or across the country has to have a proven systematic lead generation system in place to be able to grow. And if your lead generation system is just your sphere, that's great for you if you want to continue being an agent until you're 90 years old. But if you're eventually going to want to build a team and have agents that you give leads to, it's pretty challenging to hand leads off to them that come from your sphere because your sphere wants you. You built that relationship. They don't want to be handed off to somebody else in most cases. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. There's um, I don't know if you're familiar with Jason Shinpa. He's uh, mm -hmm. he's another Boomtown guy. I was talking to him a few months ago, and he has his agents calling through his personal database. Wow. And he, he's able to get away with it. So about wow. 60 to cool. 70 percent of their business comes from uh, from referrals from from the agents database and from his own database and sphere. But that's that's impressive. Uh, He's got a massive personality, and then he's helping people come along and like kind of build a relationship with his people, kind of riding wow. off of his credibility. That's extremely unique. I've never heard of any that's other tough. team that's pulled that off. No. So, yeah, yeah, I haven't I seen that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't count on your ability to do that. No. Well, I'll speak to my own experience. I quit selling altogether two years ago. Um, I stopped working buyers and sellers for the last two years, and I'm actually going to start taking listings this year, just go on the listing presentation. But I pretty much told my sphere that I had no, was no longer selling but that I had a team, obviously a, a big team. I have 20 agents on my team and that I would be happy to provide my, the services my team can provide to them. And it dried up. I mean, a lot of people stopped referring business because they wanted me to go on the appointment. They wanted me to go and work with their buyers when they would refer them to me. They didn't want to be, they didn't want the leads they would refer to me to be handed off to someone else because they couldn't speak to that other person's credibility. So that's really interesting that he's doing that. And I'm, I'm curious to see how that comes, how that goes for him over the next couple of years. Yeah, it'd be interesting. 
Well, cool. Um, so we covered basically everything that we wanted to get out, except for maybe some some open house tips and some different things like that. Which we had some really really amazing stuff on open houses. We'll maybe separate that out into a, a full episode on okay, nothing that's a good but idea. open houses. That'd be a lot of fun. That'd be an awesome uh, an awesome show to do. Yeah, so, let's do that. So let's talk about how people can uh, can connect with you a little bit further. So number one, uh, if they're looking to potentially build a team uh, and they were, are looking for some help and some resources, how can they reach out to you about possibly partnering up with Elite Real Estate? Yeah, go out to our website. It's EliteRealEstateSystems.com. And on that website, you'll see different tabs. One's for expansion, where you can learn all about what we offer if you did choose to expand with us. Um, there's links on there where you can send me a you know Google Plus me, uh, like our Facebook page, reach out to me via Facebook, and all my information is going to be on there to make it really easy for you. And then also, um, we have we host a team building workshop uh, every Monday, and we have people come in from all over. We had 50 people come last year for our workshop. So if you'd like to spend 12 hours with me and my team and learn a lot more about some of the things we talked about today and other things in terms of how to run successful real estate companies and how to expand, that's going to be our main focus. It's a, called the team, a team building workshop. Yeah, and they're speaking of the website, so there's a tab on the website as well for the team building workshop that gives you all the details on that, uh, and then an opportunity that if you're interested, you can get more details on the specifics in terms of travel and and the just logistics of coming to Omaha and things like that. But if uh, if you're an agent that's just looking to grow as an agent, become a better rainmaker, and then possibly expand to a small team, uh, we'd definitely love to talk to you about that. That check out the expansion tab on the website and then if you want more details and you possibly like to meet with Jeff uh, there's a way where you can just email her or Facebook him uh, directly right from the uh, right from the site all the information is there so with yep. that said uh, we'll be back next month uh, with a couple more hangouts one for uh, you know high-level team building strategies as well as one for solo and rainmaker agents so stay tuned for that we're excited for those we've always got something new to uh, to talk about Awesome. Matt, it's awesome. I love always having these conversations. I think it's great to pay it forward. And I do want everyone to know I'm super open book. So if anyone has a quick question, a one-off question for me or wants that, you know, set up a phone call, I'm happy to do that um, and continue to provide value to you and your businesses. I think that a lot of times people make things too hard. This is not hard. It's just you got to take a systematic approach to everything you do and have pure, hard intent and pure focus in all of the decisions you're making, and you will be a success in your market if you're not already. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah, you mentioned something before we went on the air about like all the different systems for lead generation stuff and just focusing on one. Absolutely do not get more than one thing at one time. Yeah, we talked about a lot of things today. I would say pick one of those and master it over the next six months. Don't feel like you got to do it all. Become a master at one thing and then start implementing other things. That's right. Great advice. Cool. Awesome. Thanks as always, Jeff. A pleasure. And we will see everybody next month on the next edition. See you guys.